Thank you for listening to the Reconnect Marriage Podcast. I'm Dr. Steve Call. And I'm Lisa Call. And we are dedicated to having conversations that cultivate connection in our marriage. Thank you for joining us. Our conversation uh, today between Lisa and I is really about the category of conflict. Everybody's favorite topic. <laughs> Everybody's favorite. Uh, and we say that playfully, but it, it actually could maybe be a, a favorite topic for people. And it's actually the reason we've started uh, our podcast uh, series on the topic of conflict, because so often it is uh at times, the driving force, I think, in disconnection uh, for couples in marriage, it, it, at least for me, it is in my therapeutic work. And sometimes it, it comes up in the workshops that we offer. But we, we our hope in, in this conversation together is to imagine and envision that actually conflict could be something other than what we see it to be, meaning that sometimes we see conflict as the enemy. Sometimes we see conflict as a signal uh, or even a message that something's wrong in our marriage. Yeah. I mean, I grew up in a household that signaled conflict was be, to be avoided, um, that it was something that you wanted to stay away from. Mm-hmm. And and even that, just that, that brief reflection is our invitation for those of you listening uh, is to begin to pay attention to how was conflict actually modeled uh, in your own family? Uh, we, we use the word story often. We'll say something like, uh, how was conflict modeled in your story? And what we mean by that is, what did you tend to notice? Uh, how was conflict responded to? How was it modeled? How was it experienced in your own family? Because so much of our the ways in which we navigate conflict relationally in our marriage is actually connected to story. It's actually connected to the ways in which our family modeled conflict for us. Uh, for example, for me, uh, in my family, uh, when my parents would argue, or have conflict, uh, there tended to be this relational pattern that one of them would withdraw. They would just disengage. Uh, they would le- literally leave uh, leave the house. And, and I, I say that because that's a common relational pattern uh, for us in marriage, is that one and or both of us at times just tends to withdraw. We disengage. Why? Why is that? Well, p- part of it is because it's connected to story, maybe. But also, I think what happens is we tend to see and experience conflict as a sign of, of danger, meaning it, it's something to avoid. And, and for those of you listening, for some of you, conflict was dangerous, unfortunately. There, there was harm. It was something to avoid. And so, of course, our body needs to flee or withdraw because it's a form of protection. And, and also, for some of us, we withdraw because conflict is just it just feels like too much. It feels like I, I, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say. I'd just rather not deal with it. So our, our hope in this conversation with you is to begin to imagine uh, and invite you to maybe see conflict as a form of connection potentially in our marriage rather than disconnection. That what if we could embrace or imagine or envision or somehow begin to experience conflict as a, as a way that, that cultivates connection and even intimacy in our marriage. When we use the word intimacy, uh, I think that for some people, uh, even those of you that might be listening, but in other settings for us, when we use that word intimacy, I think for some people that conflict as a form of intimacy, and, and we would say, absolutely. Well, well, what do you mean by that? Well, 
let's go back to actually defining intimacy. Intimacy actually means to make known. That's how it's actually defined. And and I think that the the privilege even of conflict or that even the oh, this is a curious word but beauty but the beauty of conflict could be is that something about ourselves is made made known when we have conflict. Yeah, and I think that um it's interesting that a lot of us feel that when we get married and we find this person that we love and you know we we have each been raised in a completely different household with completely different ideas of how things should be done or how things should be and expectations. And then when we have conflict, we are surprised. And it's no wonder that we both come from such different perspectives that it almost would be more likely that there would be conflict than not, but we seem surprised sometimes. Or we, or we seem like maybe there's something wrong if we're having conflict. Mm-hmm. And for us, that was definitely true. And so I think this whole idea of, welcoming conflict and and seeing it as some a way to understand one another has been really transformational in our own marriage mm-hmm. and we've seen that in in other marriages and just the helpfulness of just not being afraid of it or avoiding it but actually engaging it mm-hmm. absolutely you know sometimes when uh you know either in therapy with couples or in workshop settings the question that we might ask, that I might ask, that Lisa asks at times is the question of what, what might be the goal or hope of conflict? And of course, you know, we all want to resolve the conflict. We want the conflict to go away. Sometimes we're like, okay, fine, we'll compromise. You know, you, we'll do 50-50 on this, you know, <laughs> just like, how could we get rid of it? How could we make it go away? Yeah, and that, we, we might pause in that and Again, the invitation for those of you listening is what what might you believe the goal to be uh, in conflict in in your marriage, uh, in your relationship? Uh, what what tends to be the undercurrent uh, around the belief that you hold uh, with regard to goal and or hope? What's the hope of conflict? What's the goal of conflict? And yes, what Lisa just said is, I think so common is that for many of us, we see conflict as uh, something to resolve, something to compromise, and 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 where we might uh, invite you to potentially consider conflict to be something different, we actually would believe that conflict is meant to create connection in our marriage. Conflict is as actually meant to create understanding in our marriage. So, what if we utilize conflict as a way to seek to understand our spouse rather than seek to be understood? And and I would say that that phrase, seek to understand versus seek to be understood. I think it's a game changer uh, for couples when they experience conflict. It's a very difficult, uh, I, I would say, pattern to break sometimes or cycle to break sometimes when we work really hard in conflict for most of us, if not all of us at times. So we work really hard in conflict uh, to be understood. And and what if the invitation for one another is that we we potentially rewrite a bit of that script around what if the goal is to understand my spouse? What if the goal is to seek to understand him or her versus seeking to be understood? Yeah. And this is, um, this is a concept that has taken us a long time Mm -hmm. to come to. So this isn't just something casual that we're saying, Oh yeah, just think of conflict as intimacy because we have definitely had our fair share of conflict in our marriage. We both are firstborn. Um, we both have very strong opinions. Mm-hmm. We, you know, we've engaged conflict a lot in our marriage and from different perspectives. 
Um, my perspective growing up was that it's something to be avoided, um, something to hide almost and almost to hide from, or just to hide the, hide the, hide the conflict, the, the conflict. Mm-hmm. hide that I have something that I'm frustrated or angry about. Mm-hmm. Um, almost a pride thing that, uh, you know, how long can I go without saying anything? How long can I go with just enduring it? Um, which wasn't helpful. And so we have had a lot of different opportunities to engage conflict. And I think that's why it's been so transformational. It's impacted us in, um, in so many ways that we're excited about even just sharing this with you because it starts with a mindset. And as soon as we can begin to, first of all, think about understanding how our family engaged conflict, but then secondly, you know, make friends with it, make peace with it, that this is, this is a way to understand and get to know each other Mm -hmm. in a new way. Mm -hmm. Even though sometimes it's not fun in the moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The other day, uh, I think it was last week we were getting ready, uh, to go on a vacation, uh, for a few days down to the Oregon coast. Lisa and I love the Oregon coast tends to be a place that, well, I think we've gone every year since we were married 34 years. So we, Love the Oregon coast. There's a certain city down on the coast that we love. And uh, I I just happened to say something like, uh, we were talking about the morning that we were going to leave. And and I said something like, yeah, and on Tuesday, uh, we're going to get up early and we're going to leave early that day. And <laughs> I just said it as a blanket statement. Uh, without- yeah, up until then, we were having this lovely conversation <laughs> about okay, what are we going to do? Where are we going to eat? You know, just kind of all the fun things we were looking forward to. And as soon as he said that, it's like the wind went out, went out of my sail. Mm-hmm. I was instantly, I don't know, maybe angry, yeah, you know, just like in an angry. instant. Yeah. We were sitting in the living room. You were Having angry. A wonderful time. But, and it but just your turned. anger was revealed. Like you were silent. Like you got up, you started to fold your blanket. <laughs> just like my uh, balloon popped right yeah. there. <laughs> now, for many of you, you might say, well, well, is that conflict? Yes, it's conflict because there was a moment of disruption. There was a moment of difference. I, I like to leisurely stay as long as possible when I'm on vacation, <laughs> especially at the beach. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be told, this is the time we're leaving. I want to just sort of, let's enjoy the day and then let's just see how we feel. And if we feel like leaving, you know, whereas some of us, some of us like me more commonly like to get up, get mm-hmm. going. Let's pack up. Let's head out. Let's get that drive behind it's a us. Long drive. It is a long drive <laughs> from the Oregon coast to to where we live now. And uh, you know what? If you if those of you listening, if you're watching, uh, you you would have seen. I think something like what we were just saying is this pattern of withdrawal. Is that when one of us in the midst of conflict? Uh, tends to withdraw. We just we go silent. We don't engage. Now, now here's here's what has taken us a few years, uh, to, a lot of years, a lot of years. And it's not meant to say this can't be true for those of you listening. It just means to be aware of. I think I think honestly, navigating conflict in a way that that promotes or invites understanding is just really hard work. Uh, and it's often again not the mindset or not the way in which it was modeled for us. So Lisa got up, folded her blanket. Uh, and I realized, uh-oh, there was something in my body that just said, uh-oh. <laughs> I think I said something that wasn't, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't very kind. Uh, and and it was, I would say, hurtful, maybe. Is that fair to say? It was, well, I mean, I don't think you meant to 
no. meant to be hurtful. You were just stating your opinion, and mm -hmm. it happened to be different than what I had mm -hmm. wanted. And uh, for some reason, I felt that it was kind of this final, like, this mm -hmm. is what we're doing. I'm driving, so I'm leaving. And so I, I think I just felt kind of like, okay, the decision's been made, and I'm mad about it. Mm -hmm. And and when when we do feel hurt or disappointed or frustrated, obviously that, that can lead to conflict. Uh, and, and sometimes we don't have words when we're in the midst of conflict. What, what we want to say is that conflict is sometimes just a reflection at times of difference. Different idea, different thought, different need, different belief. But, but often conflict occurs because of that. So, so pause for a moment for, for Lisa and I, but for those of you listening, is, is that, okay, in those moments where there's that profound sense of difference and there's conflict, what's the goal now? What's the hope? What's the desire? What, what is the next, literally the next step when we have conflict? And, and I think it's something like this is, is that in that moment, Lisa was upset and bothered and, and there was a, there was a withdrawal. There was a disengagement. I think it took a few minutes for me to realize, uh oh. And in that moment it was, Hey, what, what happened? Uh, you, you seem upset. You seem bothered. And, and I could have, I think, been very um, upset and frustrated by Lisa's response as well. Meaning I could have just said, oh, geez, really? This again? Or uh, just walked away? Or never mind. But there was an intentional pursuit. And I think that's what we're hoping for in the midst of conflict, is that we hope to intentionally pursue the other with a sense of, hey, what happened? Hey, what's up? Something's, something's not okay for you. Do you want to talk about it? Do you want to check in about it? And I, and I think that's what happened. We used that moment of you were upset, you were bothered, there was a bit of conflict, you withdrew, and there was a pursuit of you. And you think you're able to say, you know, that that was, do you remember what you said? Well, I, I think the part, my part that I needed to play was also to be able to explain that was hurtful. Um, and I think that took me a long time to even be able to admit or even want to engage the conflict. Because at that point, I felt like, the decision had been made mm -hmm. and that was the frustrating part. And so why sit around and talk about it and why go back and forth about it when I already know that's the answer. And, um, but what we found is that what's actually helpful is to be able to share, you know, the hurt about it, you know, that kind of hurt my feelings. And now I feel like I don't get a say in it. And some of those more vulnerable, I guess, thoughts and feelings that are harder to share especially if you feel like, you know, the decision's already been made. Mm -hmm. um, so it feels too vulnerable sometimes to share those. What good would it do? But we're, we're actually finding that's the middle. That's the part that actually drives the connection is that is the understanding. We're just mm -hmm. understanding, you know, like sometimes, you know, when you've been able to share why you like to get up and get going, because it's kind of a theme, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, is that, you know, it's a long day for you, you get really tired. And so to you, it's helpful to be able to know that you can get on the road and, and, you know, it's more about just taking care of yourself and being able to last for the whole trip. Whereas, you know, I see it as you're just cutting off my fun. <laughs> but when I can understand your side of it, it actually builds that connection, builds that intimacy that we're talking about that really has nothing to do with necessarily the goal, the outcome of what happens, you know, the outcome may be the same, but the sharing of why we each have different feelings about it is where the connection comes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. John Gottman, uh, in his research, some of you are very familiar with his work and 
they found and discovered that 70% of our conflict in marriages is, is actually unresolvable. 70%. Which means, in, in for most of us in our marriage, we spend a, a tremendous amount of energy uh, and uh, effort and time to try to resolve something that is unresolvable. So what if we, again, pause for a moment and say, is, is the goal resolution in conflict? I, I don't think so, because that's where it perpetuates disconnection and it perpetuates frustration and disappointment. So maybe we rewrite or redirect uh, and the script around what is conflict meant to be for in our marriage. And I think what Lisa just shared is helpful is that it really is meant to cultivate understanding. It really is meant to cultivate, even invite vulnerability uh, that, that sometimes we have profound differences in our marriage. And of course we do because we are profoundly wired differently and we have different needs. Uh, we, we think differently. Sometimes we feel differently and, we believe differently, and and so there's so much uh, room for conflict to occur. And and I think what what we want to offer those of you that are listening is to encourage you that that conflict can be actually something that moves us toward one another rather than away from one another. So we want to pay attention to how it was modeled for us. Pay attention to sometimes how the the way in which we might see conflict as something to avoid, but it actually is meant to cultivate connection a way to move toward one another. Yeah. I mean, it's very counterintuitive um, for most of us, I guess, that we would want to spend any amount of time talking about, you know, how we felt, how we're feeling about it, or or asking the other, tell me more about, you know, why you want to leave early, or tell mm-hmm. me more about why you really feel like it's important to stay longer, or and to spend a few minutes talking about that sometimes feels counterintuitive because it feels like all we're concerned about right now is resolving our issue and who's right and who's wrong. And that's where we end up going round and round and we never quite finish that conversation because we're just at odds and, you know, we're just trying to resolve it. Mm -hmm. And like, like John Gottman found in his research, 70% of that is just, we're going round and round and round and it's never going to get resolved. And actually that, that was a relief for me to hear, you know, mm-hmm. so we don't have to work so hard at trying to resolve these issues, but we, we can work harder at just maybe understanding, even understanding yourself. Sometimes you don't even know how you're feeling about it, or you're not in touch with the hurt that you're feeling. And so being more in touch with yourself and with your spouse really can bring a lot of insight there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think what you just shared is so helpful uh, in the experience or in the moments where we do uh, experience conflict is is being intentionally curious. I think it's one of the, the most helpful ways of navigating and cultivating understanding is being intentionally curious about our spouse, uh, about our partner in those moments. of and, and intentionally curious sounds something like this. It sounds something like, help me to understand what, what and how that might be important to you. Uh, help me to understand what you need in that. Help me to understand why that might be so important to you. So I hope you hear that the, the tone is is a, is out of invitation uh, rather than why do you think that way? And are you kidding? What's wrong with you? I mean, it has a, any moment where we feel blame uh, or accusation in our marriage, especially in conflict, we just automatically become defensive. But when we can be intentionally curious, uh, help me to understand what's important about that for you. What what what's the meaning in that for you? Uh, that that's where curiosity 
when we experience curiosity from our spouse, it actually allows the door to open to vulnerability. That that's a key. Uh, interaction for us, not only in conflict, but I think in most other areas of conversation, interaction, is that intentional curiosity leads to connection because we feel invited to respond versus required to or demanded to uh, or somehow accuse. Again, uh, accusation just it just naturally perpetuates disconnection, and so in moments where we do experience conflict. For us to be intentional around curiosity, I, I think that's a another one of those what we might keep saying throughout our times with you. But this game changer, like mm-hmm, it, definitely. it it can change the dynamic uh, between the two of us in a heartbeat. Now, let me let me just pause for a moment and wonder out loud, both with us, but also for those of you listening. Is I wonder what keeps us from being intentionally curious? What keeps us in moments like that from actually pausing? And being intentionally curious about what what's going on for the other. Well, a couple of things come to my mind. One of them is just when you were just so angry, you know, like unexpectedly angry. It just it's what we call a trigger, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I think in that moment, I was in my happy place. I was ta- we were talking about the beach, and all of a sudden, boom! This anger just came out of nowhere, and we almost we don't see it coming kind of blindsided. We're not sure how to respond. We don't even know what we're feeling at that moment. It's hard to even put words to it. So I think for me, a lot of times that's why I withdraw or walk out of the room or leave. Cause I just don't even know. I got to go figure out what I'm feeling, you know, what, what just happened. So, um, that's one thing. And then, and the second thing I think that comes to my mind is having time to do it. I mean, our kids are, are grown, you know, and we, we don't have as much responsibility. I mean, a lot of, a lot of couples right now that are listening may have young kids. They mm-hmm. may ha- be in the throes of just a lot of management of their household mm-hmm. and children and not a lot of time to sit and let's talk about our conflict, you know? So there's just not enough time. Sometimes. Right. I mean, yeah. I think, I yeah. think we've have the privilege now of being able to talk things through and we're, we're realizing, you know, that that actually is very helpful. So, you know, you have to be kind of creative with whatever situation you are in, mm-hmm. in life right now. You know, you may not have a lot of time to do it, but it, it really is more of a mental shift than actually spending lots and lots of time talking. It's it's just kind of, if you can make that mental shift that, okay, we're not enemies and mm-hmm. we're just trying to communicate, you know, our different perspective and, and the feelings that we are having mm-hmm. can be really helpful. Yeah, I think like that example around the beach and leaving early and you were upset uh that that to me is an example of of what we hope for but it takes work to do it did and it wasn't as if it took more than 20 30 seconds even 40 seconds of hey what happened you you seem upset you seem bothered but that's a that's an example of what we might name as intentional curiosity and and part of it is i think it takes a tremendous amount of courage at times to wonder out loud hey what's up you seem bothered. You seem you seem upset. Do you want to check in about it? Uh, help me understand about you know leaving early versus leaving late. So there's a curiosity that I think again naturally soothes us when we are in the midst of conflict. That there's a it it almost has this uh, calming, if you will, effect or you know impact that it I think it allows us to pause for a moment and realize, huh, something is happening for me and something's going on for me. So our invitation to you. For those of you listening, is 
is to first of all be aware of story. How was conflict modeled for you? What did what did you notice, and what do you notice as you reflect on that a bit? And what do you now notice in your own marriage? Uh, how how is that perhaps at times reenacted or is very familiar in your marriage based upon your own story? And and it doesn't mean that that ought not to be. I think again, what we want to highlight is that of course, of course, you carry into your marriage the way so much conflict was modeled. And then the 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 third part would be: Could you imagine or dare to believe that conflict could be a form of connection? rather than disconnection in your marriage by being intentionally curious about what's happening for your spouse in moments where conflict is a part of your interaction. Mm-hmm. I think especially hard for people that have come from, you know, a a violent conflict sort of household and just how can we even imagine that this could be good or that this could be healing. Um, so, you know, be gracious with yourself. And I think, in every conversation I think that we're going to have, it's, it's taking out the judgment mm-hmm. just first on yourself. Cause I think we judge ourselves a lot and we think, Oh, I shouldn't be like this or I shouldn't have been like that. And so when, when we have judgment, then there's just no moving forward. So being able to, to let go of the judgment and just be able to realize what is and, and that how that can just by being in touch with who you are and getting to know who your spouse is, that that can bring this, connection, regardless of, again, regardless of the outcome. Well said. We're grateful that you've joined us. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to the Reconnect Marriage Podcast. The Reconnect Marriage Podcast is hosted by the Reconnect Institute. For more information, you can find us at the reconnectinstitute.com.